There are barriers in the preparedness community that don't need to be there. It goes against the fabric of who we are and hinders us from truly being prepared. Hey, this is episode 790 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. It's all about loving your people, getting prepared, and living free. I'm Todd Sepulveda, a regular guy living in the suburbs who understands the need to be better prepared. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top preparedness articles from around the internet sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me a Coffee link to the top preparedness articles is in the show notes. And guys, I continue to use Buy Me a Coffee to share pictures and things like that. So even if you don't, if you're not a part of the top preparedness articles or don't want to buy coffee, uh, you can go over there and see some of the fun stuff that I'm doing. All right. Uh, hey, guys, I just want to jump into this one here uh, today, and uh, maybe I'll share why a little bit later on. But uh, like like I said in the introduction, there's barriers in the preparedness community. And you know, after being in the preparedness community for so many years, I really don't feel that they need to be there. I think they do more harm than good. Ultimately, and I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with me on this one, but it does keep us isolated from each other and we miss a huge piece of what makes us human, and that is that connection. So when you're knee deep in prepping and you are blowing and going and you see the need for it and you're and you're you know you're out there, you start feeling like a lone wolf, especially with all the things that you read out there. And I remember, I mean, it was always about OPSEC and always about don't tell anybody about your preps and always about all that kind of stuff. And I believe in that, but to a point, not to the point that it isolates us so much. And I know, I know this because I felt it myself. You know, and I have a good support system. I have, a, you know, family around me. You know, my my wife understands preparedness. My kids understand preparedness. My my dad and you know my my brother. I mean, we're always talking about preparedness, and so I completely understand it. But I also understand the need to connect with other people on different levels to to talk about preparedness and to share those you know uh, over a cup of coffee or over a beer you know just sharing you know your preparedness ideas and thoughts and being able to go a little bit deeper and just like outside of our family unit we have other friends you know other friend groups right you might have a friend group that you go fishing with or you might have a friend group that you go uh camping with or hunting with or different things like that that are not you know your wife doesn't go with you and your kids don't go with you or whatever that might be the same thing is, is in preparedness. We crave a tribe that shares our same values and even the same fears that we might have and even the same goals that we might have. And it's important to have a group of like-minded individuals around you who understand the importance of preparedness. And I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. And some of you that are listening, you're lucky because you have family that supports you in, in, in your preparedness. There's a lot of you that are listening that are your solo preppers, right? Or it's just you and your wife and the rest of your family or your spouse and the rest of your family thinks you're nuts. 
And so we crave that tribe. Even those of us who are believers and we go to church and, you know, he's like, you try to talk to your, to, to church people about that, your church buddies about it. And they're like, oh, oh no, I'm, I'm going to be long gone before all that stuff happens. I've had people mention that on my YouTube channel here just recently. I'm like, no, dude. I mean, we're not always talking about the end of the world, zombies and, you know, uh, road warrior here. We're, we're talking about like, you can have a flood, you can have an earthquake, you can have a blizzard, you can have a hurricane. I mean, come on, man. And so all that stuff and, and all of that, you know, you take preparedness as a, as a whole, those of us that are in preparedness and sometimes we can feel a little lonely and we just like, hey, you know, we want to be able to connect with other people. And so you want to find people that are like you and have the same values, right? Um, the thing is that OPSEC because of OPSEC and because of the great push on that and all the other worries out there, many preppers keep to themselves, right? They, they isolate themselves and they've been living that lifestyle for such a long time that, that being alone and not being able to talk and communicate with other people, they've been living that lifestyle for such a long time. They haven't built any kind of relationships with others or at least able to communicate with others that know how they feel and know what they're going through and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. But prepping doesn't have to be that solo adventure. So I, I'm going to encourage you to challenge the notion that we have to tough it all out all alone and just, or just us and our family, you know, my four, no more. And you know, what else can we, can we do and how do we wind up doing that? So we need to find a tribe. We need to find a tribe that shares our values, fears, and aspirations. And that needs to be a goal of yours. Just like your goal is, hey, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to have so much food storage. I'm going to have so much water. I'm going to have so much, you know, this, that, and all the different things, you know, for whatever you, you are preparing for. One of your goals needs to be, I need to find a tribe. I need to find some other people that I can bounce things off of and other people that believe like me. And so that we can go through this kind of together and we can help each other out. Not just the mutual assistance group, not just like, hey, when the poop hits the fan, we can rally together and throw on our camo and, and, and our AR-15s and, you know, survive against the, you know, the, you know, the, the UN troops that are coming in or whatever, whatever prepper fiction book you've read, right? Not just not just that, but to be able to just do life with and know that, hey, I'm headed in the right direction. I think a lot of the times that's really important and we need that validation. Like, hey, I know I'm going in the right direction here. I'm not crazy. Everybody's telling me, everybody in my life is telling me I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I know that there's other people there that, that understand what I'm going through. And then let me say this here, resilience and preparedness thrives on interdependence, not on isolation. So the fact that we can be resilient and, the, and, and we can, you know, we can survive is because we, there's all these different things that we can bring into the mix, right? You, if you're, you're cooking, you can build the fire, you can cook out on an open flame. You know how to do that. You have the resources, you have the food, you have the, the know-how, you have all of that kind of stuff. And so all these independent things come together to allow you to be to, to be prepped or let's say the the lights go out and so you have flashlights and you have solar and you have a generator and you have a, a little you know window unit ac to cool a, a room down you have all these different things that you can that are independent but they come together 
for the sake of the blackout to be able to get through that blackout a little bit better than everybody else, right? And because you have the resources, you have the know-how. It's not about isolation, about, about keeping everything in isolation. So what are some things that you can do? I think this is an important topic. I think these, this, these are some important things that I'm going to share with you. And so uh, hopefully you'll take note and you will, like I said earlier, make it a goal to start reaching out to find a tribe that you can depend on. One of the things you can do is find other local prepper and survivalist meetups. You can, you know, back in the day when uh, the um, COVID the COVID thing was going down. I think meetup, meetup.com or whatever kind of wasn't, wasn't uh, thriving there. But, you know, I've met some people on meetup and some of them I've kind of stayed in touch with, uh, you know, with a group that was here in the Houston area. Now you got to be careful. Now, listen, I'm not talking about, let me, let me just reverse a little bit. I'm not talking about inviting someone into your home, showing them all your preps. I'm not talking about inviting someone home in, into your home and saying, this is where I keep this and this is where I keep that. And this is where, what I do. I'm talking about being able to, I mean, do you do that with any of your other friend groups? Right? I mean, like the guys that you go hunting with, do you bring them in and say, hey, this is where I keep my gun. This is where I keep my ammo. This is where I keep my, my knife, you know, when we're going to go ahead and we're going to gut the animal that we're going we're gonna to shoot. Do you do that? No, you don't do that. You know, does your wife, when she, her friends come over, say, Hey, come over. This is where I keep my makeup. This is where I keep my, my bra. This is where I keep my, you know, my, my undergarments. This is where I keep my jewelry. You don't do that. It's the same kind of idea. I think in the preparedness community, we've taken this like, Oh my gosh, you can't have proper friends, friends, because it's like, you got to just lay everything down. Like here, let me give you a list of everything that I own and where it's at. And then come take it from me. Now, come on, man, let's use our brains just a little bit more. So if you have a group in your area that is meeting, link up with them. I guarantee you, you're going to find some crazy people there and you don't want to link up with those people. And, but you might find some people that are a little bit more rational, especially the ones that have their like, they go and they might be new and their eyes are like all bugged out. And they're like, okay, there's some real craziness here. Maybe you go to them and like, Hey man, you know, what, what do you think? You know? And, and maybe you find some people that way. The problem is there's not a lot of these things going on. You know, I'm going to be very honest. And I, I know that I wanted to talk about this in the past uh, and maybe I'll do uh, an episode on this one, but I really do think the preparedness community is really kind of going downhill as far as the content that is out there. There are fewer and fewer websites. I know that I've been talking about this for a long time, but listen, this, I'm somebody who has been, who has been monitoring websites for over 12 years now. I still monitor because of the TPA, right? So I, I did it with proper website, but I still monitor it because of the top preparedness articles. I'm still monitoring websites and they're going down. Like they're, they're just, they're still there, but they're not putting out new content. A lot of people are going towards YouTube, but uh, uh, you know, it's really hard to kind of break in there. And then a lot of the times you got to search and really find someone that kind of uh, you relate to and the big ones out there, you got to be careful that all the sensational stuff is, is, you know, doesn't grab you and you'll be like living in fear for the rest of your life because it's all, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, the world's going to end tomorrow. No, no, I'm sorry. The world's going to end the next day. But I'm just telling you, there's not a lot of that happening. And so I, I know Paul Martin talked about this on his blog not too long ago. Like he's, he's kind of given up on, on finding people. Um, I, I still am not 
given up on that, but he's kind of like, I'm just going to start talking to the people that need, that are prepared, that need to get better prepared, right? I'm just going to continue helping these people. And I kind of feel that as well, right? And that's one reason why I continue doing what I'm doing. It'd be really easy to close up shop. It's it, it really easy to close up shop and just say, okay, I'm going to go the way of all the other podcasts and all the other uh, article blogs and, and, and you know, YouTubes and, and all that kind of stuff. But I just feel like I'm still supposed to be doing this. And so that's why, that's, why, that's why you get to hear me every week and sometimes multiple times a week. But if there is a group in your area, you want to link up with them and go and just hang out. And some of these people, you know, I've heard from many people throughout the years, some of them are, you know, they want you to commit. Some of them, they want you to, um, they really do have property. And, and basically on the weekends, you're going up there and you're working. You're, you know, I don't know if that's a life that I want to live. You know, like I work my butt off all week long. And then on the weekends, I'm going to prepare a property that I really don't own. And then for whatever reason, the person can say, hey, you're out of the group. And so I put all this work into it and, 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 and nothing, right? So you really got to think that through. But there are places out there. A lot of the times people talk about, hey, go to your local uh, ham operators, you know, go to a gardening and you can, you know, firearms and, and get involved there. Even a church, you can, you can do a church and you get involved there. And I, I wrote that, um, small group, you know, uh, is, is preparedness biblical and you can do a small group on that and not really even allude to it and see where people fall. And that will give you some insight. So finding people that are, you know, open to preparedness and, and finding the, the meetups and the groups and things like that. You got to be careful. You got to be smart. You can't just go willy nilly, you know, you know, Hey, meet me at this house. <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. You know, like you meet at a coffee shop, meet at, you know, a restaurant, something along those lines and, uh, and get to, and to find some people. If you find that in your area, the other thing is if there's a preparedness or survivalist expo, you can meet up with other people around there, just stopping and checking. Like you're going through the booths and you're going through, you know, things like that. A lot of the times, if there is an expo in your area, yes, people are traveling to it and they are setting up booths. But a lot of the times the people that live around there are putting their booths up too. So you can start to communicate, spend some time talking with people, find out if they live in the area, and then you can go ahead and, and maybe connect with them, see what they're doing. And so that would be one, th- one way that you can do it. You can engage people online in classifieds and even on networking platforms. So again, that's kind of going to be the same thing as the meetups, but this one, this one is really being more pro. I guess the first one where you're, you're going to meetups is that someone else putting it out there? This one is you putting it out there. Like, hey, I'm putting out a classified. Like, hey, do you do, do you believe in preparedness? I don't I don't know if that's something that I would do, but that's something you could do. Maybe if you're really really desperate, putting it out there and uh, linking up with other people. Maybe on a preparedness forum. You know, is there? I know uh, American Preppers back in the day had different states. You know, and maybe even big cities. And you could say, hey, does anybody live in, in this city? And there's still some of those forums out there um, that maybe you can find. Uh, there's so many of them that are not active anymore. But, hey, does anybody live in this city? And then, hey, let's, let's meet up for coffee one day. So you could possibly do that. One thing that I think is really, really valuable is 
putting on a workshop or a training session. And so I know that people in the exclusive email group have done that. And this is something that I have recommended for a long, long time is if you are into gardening, do a basic gardening, especially right now where people are, is people realize how, you know, everything is, is costing so much more. And so the gardening industry is, is really kind of booming because people are trying to build gardens and do things different, you know, like that. And so if you can put a basic gardening class together and let people know, Hey, when you, you know, charge $25, whatever, when you leave here, you're going to have a, you know, a knowledge of what you need to do to start gardening. And you're going to leave with a tomato seedling and you'll be able to, you know, plant that and watch that grow, whatever that might be. Or maybe it's a training session on how to build a fire or, you know, how to build a bug out bag or how to, whatever it might be, how to can, you know, it can be something along those lines. But what you're doing is you're building people that are coming who are interested in things that are preparedness related. And then you can continue reaching out to them and moving on beyond that. Right. And so you don't have to have a whole bunch of knowledge right? You don't have to be a master gardener. You don't have to be an expert in, in being able to do that. You just have to let, Hey, I've had some experience, you know, growing, growing tomatoes or whatever, and then put it out there. A lot of the times, if you live in the suburbs and maybe you have a clubhouse in your neighborhood, they'll let you rent it out for free. And then you can go ahead and, and just put a, you know, the neighborhood, put it in the neighborhood, you know, community newsletter or whatever. Hey, I'm going to do a class for this, or I'm going to sponsor a first aid class, or I'm going to sponsor even, even having like the firemen come out to talk about, uh, fire safety in your homes. And then a lot of the times I know I've shared this before is they might even give out smoke detectors and, and things like that. And so you're just kind of organizing that. And then you're finding who comes to it and you're, and you're taking time to talk with them and build relationships with those people. That's really easy to do. Uh, next up, you can join volunteer emergency response organizations. So if there's any, any groups around your area, you can, you can connect with them. Neighborhood Watch, but then there's also all the other Citizen Watch and all the other things that are out there that you can do. And so just start Googling volunteer emergency organizations and, you know, Put that in a search and, and or put it out on next door or on, on your Facebook group and, and see if anybody will respond. You're like, hey, yeah, I volunteer for this. And then you can go and you're talking about emergency preparedness. They might not think of it as being a prepper. They might look at it as just being ready whenever there is an emergency. But at least, you know, you might, I don't know, you might find people that are into emergency preparedness because they're trying to do the same thing that you're doing is finding other people to link up with. You can also engage in your community activities that's going on. So my, my neighborhood is pretty active. Like the 4th of July is going to be coming up and they always do a 4th of July uh, parade through the neighborhood and they do a picnic or, you know, like a get together by the clubhouse. And so it, there's been kind of like a resurgence in my neighborhood where people are doing things like that. And there's some young moms that are doing things with kids and, 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 and stuff like that. So you can get involved with community activities. I know we have one member in our, in our exclusive email group that is very active in the community. And because of that has made, 
you know, contacts with, you know, city officials and has been able to bring in some grants and for the neighborhood, like to everyone gets a, gets a a fire, a smoke alarm, you know, and has been able to meet people in the neighborhood. And as you meet those people, you get insights into who they are and what they're doing and, and their belief system and their values. And more than likely you'll find people along those lines, you know, one of the things about preparedness is you gotta, you gotta think about, and you gotta listen for the cues that people share out, like the, 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 the cue words that people share out. And then, and then it's really easy. I've shared that, that one time where there was a guy that, that I worked with and he was quitting and they were moving to the country and he was going to take a, a smaller position in, in one of the, the local schools there. And when I started questioning him, basically he didn't call himself a prepper, but it was all, it was all of it, same values and all of that. And you know, I wish I would have known it ahead of time because we would have been able to talk. Um, there's other people that I hear them talking and saying things and when we know we're in preparedness, you know, because of different things that they have shared, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a little bit more bold. I just come right out and say it. And guess what? Nobody came over my house during COVID. No one has come over during my, to my house during the freeze. No one came over my house during Hurricane Harvey or any of the other hurricanes saying, Todd, I'm coming and taking your preps because you're, pre- you're prepared, or I'm coming and hanging with you because you're prepared. Nobody has ever, ever said that ever, ever. So, you know, and, and I'm a little bit more bold about that. I, I believe in helping people get better prepared. I know a lot of people don't believe that. I know there's still a lot of people out there is like, oh, no, but then you wind up being lonely, man. And, and that's just not the way to live. I mean, if that's you, there's a very small percentage of people that that is you and you're okay with and, and you thrive on that. But most people need to be engaged with other people. Next up is you can communicate with, with other preppers on social media and online platforms. I think at the very beginning, a lot of people were doing that. And then uh, I've seen a lot of, I mean, a lot of the preparedness groups have been shadow banned. They don't have the reach that they used to have, but then you got to be careful because anybody can join those and who knows what that might be, you know? And so a lot of the times you have, you're on a Facebook group or whatever, Twitter, whatever it might be. And you're just, it's just a way to share out articles and maybe some ideas and things like that. Maybe not true communication. And then you got to be careful about what you say, because there's always, it's always recorded. Every group that you've ever been a part of in Facebook is on, is in your profile. Even when you've left it, it's still there if you dig into it. And so, uh, you know, you just, you just got to be careful about that. Uh, there's a lot of danger there. That's one reason why I've, I, I just moved away from it. I use Twitter for, uh, I use Twitter for, uh, getting to getting the news and keeping up on what's going on. And then I use buy me a coffee to share out pictures and stuff like that. So people in the preparedness community can, if they wanted to see what I was doing or connect that way, they can there. All right. And lastly, you can join an online prepper community, like an exclusive email group. And people are going to like, Todd, is this a whole sales job? And no, it's, it, it really isn't. Um, it is something that I completely believe in, and I am not getting rich off of the exclusive email group. It is twenty dollars a year, and so I am not. I am definitely not getting rich off of that. But listen, let me let me tell you where I came. You know how I came up with this idea. I knew social media was not the place that preppers, true preppers, wanted to be. There's people out there that 
that will do social media and you know they will they will talk about it you know the armchair preppers whatever not true preppers so then i moved away from that and i started investigating forums because i knew that that back in the day when preparedness really started you know blowing up forums were a big deal and there was several forums in fact i had a category on prepper website that was just forums so you could link to different forums and you can connect there so i started a forum but it just was even with prepper website and trying to drive people over there it just wasn't what it used what the forums used to be anymore what i heard from a lot of people is how can i access this from my phone and so so many people even older people right uh, you know on their phones they wanted to be able to access that or on their tablet and a forum is just not set up to do that and so it was very difficult didn't have a whole lot of movement and although I was trying, I was in there, I was, you know, dropping things in there. I was, I was always trying to update it and things like that and just wasn't getting a lot of movement. So I'm like, okay, how, what other way can preppers communicate online? Because we know that there's people that cannot communicate, that cannot link up with a group. There, there might be in a place where there's not a group or they're not, they don't feel safe to, to, to be in a group but they want to be able to connect and learn from other people in the safety of, you know, or, uh, you know, being away from social media where big brother is always tracking you and all those different kinds of things, but it's gotta be easy. It's gotta be a very easy lift for people to get involved with. And I was like email. And I remember back in the days when the internet was really kind of starting to get started and started to go, there was these e-groups that people could be a part of. And basically it was one email that you would join this e-group and you had this one email and you would send it to that email address and everybody that was in that group would get it. And then everybody could respond to that and everybody would get that response. And there was different things that you could do. You could say like, I choose to get a digest, a weekly digest, because I don't want to get you know, every single email that, that comes out. Well, I started looking into it and I found my, uh, of all places, the, the, where I had proper website hosted one of these and, you know, I, I bought into it. I'm like, Hey, let's do it. And I started it and I decided to charge because I wanted to make sure that the people that were going to be in there, were going to be invested in it a little bit. Right. Like I said, $20 a year is not that much, but I didn't want to make it free because then you'd get trolls in there. You get people who, uh, you know, who don't care and they're coming in and they're saying all kinds of stupid stuff, just like you see in social media. It's like, I'm not wanting to do that. I don't want to patrol it every single day and ban people and kick people and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, You know, all those days I'll leave it to back in the day when I was younger and playing video games and stuff. I don't want, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to really hear from preppers. I wanted a place for it where preppers could come connect and share ideas and share thoughts. And man, it, it, it took off. It was one of those, you know, just great ideas that, that, that happened. And I mean, I don't want to say like, Todd, you're some kind of genius And really, I would, it's almost kind of like an accident. I would say, I mean, I was purposeful. I knew what I was doing, but I, I guess I didn't think that it was going to have as good a results as, uh, as, as it has. And it's, you know, there's, people that have been involved in it for a long, long period of time and a lot of great information. You know, someone recently told me that they, were, they weren't they were going to renew because I wasn't in there the whole time, you know, because I wasn't in there providing all the information. And my thing was, is like, you don't want me 
giving you all the information and that is it because there's so many other understandings and ideas of preparedness and so many other experiences. I mean, I, I know a lot and I've been in the preparedness community for a, for a long time, but there's a lot of things that I just really can't speak to on an expert level, but we have people in there that can really talk ham radio. We have people that can really talk food storage and canning. We have people that can, that can talk all kinds of, uh, you know, solar and really get down into the depths that like they're talking about things that make my head hurt. And so there's a lot of experts in there and a lot of great information that's in, in the group. And so I, I think it is a great alternative if you can't find one of these other things that I have mentioned because you learn. So it's almost like having a blog where you are learning things, where, where people are writing and learning things. And sometimes there's sometimes where you, you'll go a day and no one sends an email. And there will go days where people are like responding like crazy and providing great information. And so I think it's a great opportunity if you are looking for something like that. And, uh, you know, I think it's an it's a easy lift. You can do it from your phone and, uh, or you can do it from a tablet. You can do it from a desktop, laptop, whatever, wherever you get email. And you can, you can learn a lot. And you can be anonymous. There's a lot of people on there that do not, like, you don't get to see other people's email addresses. So all you see is the email address to send to the group. And then if you don't sign your name to it, like I sign my name because I have a signature, it's an automatic signature. So mine automatically goes. But if you didn't want to do that, then no one would really truly know who you are. And there's a lot of people that just kind of hang out and they don't, they don't really respond or maybe they only respond every so often, but they're reading everything. And so I'll get emails like, Todd, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not very active in the group, but I'm reading everything that comes through. And thank you so much for putting this together because I've learned so much about preparedness. So I'm, I mean, those kinds of things really, really make me feel good because I know people are, are, are hearing it. And then during COVID and when everything was kind of locked down, we started doing the online meetups and we do that every other Tuesday night and not everybody with the amount of people that are in the group, not everybody joins. I mean, we just have a small handful, probably anywhere between sometimes it's five, sometimes it's 19 people. I think we've, I think the highest we've ever gotten was 1920. And I know it depends on your time zone and stuff like that. We have, we have people that are in other countries that, that, you know, aren't able to make that. But at the same time, there are people that come into that, to that, uh, zoom meeting and they, they're, they just kind of stay anonymous as well. You know, they're, they're just listening. They're not really participating and that's completely fine. And then there's others that put on their camera that put, you know, they're, that are talking on the microphone and we're getting a lot of great information. And sometimes it's like the regulars that, that show up and it's like, Hey, we're just, Hey, how's it going? And you get to hear from, you know, you, you get to really know someone, you know, it, it's not just someone behind a screen. You really get to know them. You really get to, to, to know where they're at. And you know, they're not giving up all their information. They're not like, Hey, I live at this address and come visit me. Although some of the members have connected like that because they've just, they've, they've felt that connection. And so I just think it is a great opportunity to do that. So if you're interested in the exclusive email group, I'm going to go ahead and like always, I link to it in the, and I realized I'm such an idiot. I was linking to an old website 
that what that I was using for the whole the whole exclusive email group and I didn't change it over when I moved over to Ready Your Future. But if you go to readyyourfuture.com, there's a link over there uh, for you on the right-hand corner on the sidebar, but I'm going to link directly to the page where you can go to it uh, in the description of, um, of the podcast. And so you can go click over there if you're interested in it. The other thing is I, I do have another resource for you, and this is free. Um, I do have a, a, an email challenge. It's called the Build Your Own Preparedness uh, Group Challenge. And so um, when, you, when you register for that and you put your email in there and you, then you go ahead and you verify your email and all that, you'll get an email once uh, every couple of days just on a challenge with a video on how you can build your own preparedness group. And so I'll give you some ideas there. And so if you're looking for a free resource, you can do that one there. And so uh, hopefully you'll take advantage of those two resources or at least a free one because I think it's, it's very valuable just to uh, put some other ideas into your mind. All right, guys, that is it for episode 790. I hope it was a blessing for you. If you found this episode valuable, then I really would appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you cl- click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Proper Goodness. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you my blackout checklist to know what you should do before, during, and after the lights go out. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.